Perception. Perception is reality. Reality. Perception is reality. Reality. Some talk shows think all of their opinions are right. This one, this one knows they are. This is Perception is Reality. Christopher H. Bilbury is a no-nonsense, well, maybe a little bit of nonsense, political activist, local government watchdog, and all-around good Hoosier and God-fearing American citizen. Is this guy for real? Holding lawmakers accountable and educating citizens on the importance of participating in their local government with a dab of national and world politics and a little pop culture and maybe some real-life common sense. This, this is, is Perception is Reality. And this is Christopher H. Bilbrey. So, if you're Republican or if you're Democrat in Winchester or Randolph County, Indiana, you're probably not here listening to this. Are you? Hello? If you are Republican or Democrat... I'll give you just a second to leave if, <laughs> if you think that you should. Hell, if you're Republican or Democrat or Libertarian or Green Party or, or anything else, if you're a candidate, if you support candidates, if you're just somebody that's nobody, you probably shouldn't be listening. Or <laughs> at least that's what they're telling folks in Randolph County. Yeah, we'll get to that a little bit later. Good to be with you. Thank you for giving me a little bit of your time. I am Christopher H. Bilbrey, and this is Perception is Reality. This is the 77th episode, episode 77077 on our list. Thank you for being here and giving me a little bit of your time. Of course, we can be found on all major podcast hosting sites, as well as always at the home link of perception.fireside.fm and always on social media at facebook.com forward slash bilbrey, B-I-L-B-R-E-Y 318. Good to be talking with you today. We are actually recording this on Saturday the 8th. So if you're listening to this on Saturday, welcome. If you're listening to this any other day, Welcome. Thank you for being here. Please do me a favor and do others a favor and share this podcast because I want to welcome those people and they need to hear this. They need to be a part of the fun. And I am going to start leaning on you guys a little bit for your help to help get us over this next little hump to bring more people to the platform so that we can have more people to engage with, more people to agree with, more people to disagree with, because that's so much fun. I don't want to leave anybody out, and I need your help to do it. If just every other one of you would share it, the link, or tell someone by word of mouth, hey, check this podcast out. Here's the link. Here's how you listen to it on Apple Podcast. Here's how you listen to it on Google Podcast. That would help us tremendously. And the store will be up and we'll be running the merchandise here momentarily. I give you my word. So it's been a crazy last couple of days since the last episode. We recorded it and got it out. 
we have had a whole lot of stuff going on from the national politics all the way down to dog catcher in your local neighborhood. Iowa caucuses happened. Nobody still knows what the hell went on there. The State of the Union occurred along with Ripgate with Nancy Pelosi ripping up the president's speech. And of course, everybody's up in arms over Trump awarding the Presidential Medal of Freedom to Rush Limbaugh. Either people are extremely happy with it, or people, of course, are going crazy. And then, a little bit more locally, the filing period deadline come to an end on Friday the 7th at noon. And it's kind of interesting to see how really that washed out, because... In a couple counties, we had big filings, and in other counties, not so much. I will be taking part in this election as a supportive role for a couple different candidates running for a couple different offices in a couple different counties, and I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait for this election to get into full steam ahead. Of course, we will interview any and every candidate that will be running for office, that will be interested in sitting down with us. You know, I've never understood the people who say no. Because whether you're a fan of what I do or not, or whether I agree with you or your platform or not, I do the candidate interviews fairly. I ask good, legitimate questions that folks should want to know if they are casting votes for you or for your opponent. Either one, I ask fair questions. I treat the candidates with respect and I give them a fair shot. Now, of course, if, for example, I invited King on, or I invited Wickersham on, or some other political figure that I don't necessarily agree with, if I invited them on for a discussion or a debate, we could get in the mud and do everything that we needed to do. But if I'm having someone come here for an interview... I treat those people with respect, and you would never know what my bias or my my opinion there is, because I look at that as the service that I provide along with my commentary. I want you to make the best choice possible, and in order to do that, you need to have the very best look at all of the candidates. So when I ask a candidate to come on, I'm not trying to, you know, lay a trap for them. I'm not trying to be a smartass. I would give them the fair shot. And my record there speaks for itself. I have had now two elections. Now, actually, we've been through three elections, two full years of interviews. I had the general election in 2018 the primary election in 2019, and then the general election in 2019. And all of the interviews I did with all of the candidates during those elections, even the ones that I didn't support, were fair. So I, of course, will be doing those interviews again this election cycle, both in May and in November. 
I'm sure the interviews will be done more along the lines of March or April and September or October, but be looking for those. And then, of course, we'll be covering all of the other politics as we get closer. Of course, we will be covering what's going on on the state level. Hopefully, we'll be talking to some of those candidates and be paying attention to what's happening on the national level as this year is a presidential election. I do want to say right now before we even get started, because I want to make this the year that when the elections roll around, I get no phone calls from anybody saying, I didn't get registered in time. Registration in the state of Indiana is currently open. If you have voted in November, or if you voted in May last year, if you cast a vote, you do not need to register. And I repeat... If you voted in May or November, you are already registered and you will never have to register again unless you move or you go several elections without voting, which I don't know why you would ever do that. But you're registered if you voted in May or November last year. If, for some reason, you didn't get registered and you didn't vote in May or in November, then you need to get registered. And I'm telling you, I'm going to harp on this every podcast, every live video, every post I make between now and the end of registration, both in April and in October. I'm going to harp on it because this is the year that everyone gets registered and everyone that can possibly vote, votes. If you are not registered, you can do that from the very device that you're listening to this podcast on. Chances are you can do it while you're listening. So let's go through it together. Let's say you're listening to this on a laptop or your desktop computer. You go to Google or whatever search engine you use, Safari or whatever, and you simply type in www.indianavoters.com. That's www.indianavoters with an S, indianavoters.com, and you hit enter. It pulls it up. It'll say 2019 municipal election results. You can look at that if you so choose, but that's not what we're here for. The boxes down at the bottom will say register to vote, check voting status, voting location, election security. Now, if you're unsure, you can hit the check voting status, but if you hit apply now, It will then tell you what you need to do. Register to vote. It's easy to apply. 
you enter your first name, your last name, and your Indiana driver's license number or your identification card number, and then you hit accept the terms, and then you hit begin new registration. You fill it out. It gives you your information, and then boom, you're registered to vote. It takes literally two minutes or less to do that, and then you don't have to worry about it. Please don't get caught up in thinking that you've got time, you've got time, it's not until April, because you'll say that today, you'll say that today on Saturday, the 8th of February, and this afternoon, it will be the 6th of April, and you will have missed it. That's how fast this stuff goes, ladies and gentlemen, and you don't want to be caught with your pants down, because Every election, I get a phone call from someone who says, I just got turned away at the poll. Help me. What do I do? And I say, you wait to register until next time. And then they're like, what? And they get mad at me. And then it's a big deal. And then they don't listen to the podcast because they're mad at me. And I want everyone to listen to the podcast. So please register to vote now and be done with it. Share that with everyone you know right below sharing the podcast. All right, folks, so let's talk about kind of what's happened here and what I'm going to be focusing on. Of course, I'm going to be focusing this election cycle on everything because everything's going on. We have presidential election happening this year. We have state higher offices that are going to be happening this year. And then, of course, there are local-level offices that will be up for grabs this year as well. And I'll be looking all over Indiana, but specifically right here in the home nest in Randolph County, Delaware County kind of area, we have a couple of offices that I will actually be helping candidates in. And oddly enough, this happens to be commissioner's races all across the board. In Randolph County, we have Brent Halper, who is a first-time candidate. He's a businessman locally in Winchester, a big supporter of the Second Amendment and all constitutional rights. He has signed up to run for Randolph County Commissioner in the Middle District as a Republican. He's a strong Republican candidate believer of your constitutional rights. I'll call him a constitutional conservative. And Mr. Halper is going to be running against none other than, drumroll please, Mike Wickersham. And Mike Wickersham is the current Republican incumbent commissioner. He's been there for, I don't really know how long, but too long. And so Brent will be challenging him during the May primary. And then, in the same race, but on the other side of the ballot, none other than producer Kate, who has thrown her hat into the ring for commissioner of Randolph County in the Middle District on the Democrat ticket. Hello. Well, hello, producer Kate. And for those out there, you are also referred to as Kate Thornburg, and that's what you'll be running as on the Democrat ballot, correct? That is correct. 
And now you actually don't have an opponent in May, so your race won't be until November where you will take on the winner between Brent Halper and Commissioner Michael Wickersham. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that we will talk with you in a more official capacity for the election rather than as producer as we get closer to your actual November election or any other time during the election season that it might be relevant to talk with the Democratic nominee for Randolph County Commissioner Middle District. Thank you very much for your input, and we'll let you get back to the rest of your duties. Okay. All right, so then from there, we will head over to Delaware County, where I will also be assisting Democrat candidate Audie Barber as he runs for his nomination during the May primary for Delaware County Commissioner District 1. The seat is currently held by Republican, scratch that, Democrat turned Republican, so Rhino, Republican in name only, James King, current incumbent, who Audie will be taking on in November if he's able to make it through the primary in May where he will be facing not one, but two different candidates. That's right, folks. The District 1 Delaware County Commissioner race on the Democrat side is a three-way contest. You have Audie Barber, who is running as a Democrat, who is a hard-working, God-fearing, gun-loving, American, no-bullshit-telling citizen who just wants to do the best for the citizens of Delaware County. And then he is facing the evil and dreaded 214 machine candidate, which they really, really had to scrape the bottom of the barrel to find this candidate. They tried for weeks and weeks and weeks to attempt to find a candidate that could or would run against Audi, and nobody wanted to do it. They asked various people, and nobody would, nobody could. Everybody said no. Nobody wants to help the Democrats anymore. The 214 Delaware County Democratic Central Committee, the big, powerful, big, badass, scary machine is no more. They just are essentially in the very last stages of life. They are absolutely still in the death throes and trying to just struggle to be relevant or even close to being relevant, and they just simply aren't anymore. So they scraped and scraped and scraped and finally found the last person possible that decided to say, okay, yeah, uh, I'll file, you guys run, I, I don't care, I'll just stay at my house, and you guys do whatever. So his first opponent will be 214-backed candidate Gary Campbell, and that'll be an interesting race. And for his second Democratic challenger for the May election, he will be facing Muncie Resist Democrat candidate Cameron Grubbs, and Cameron's a pretty good guy. I've had a couple interactions with him. Cameron came onto the scene politically, in my mind, during the 2019 mayoral primary race where he was on the Andrew Dale 
Democrat candidate for mayor team. And so I believe that's where Audie's challenge will come from, and the race will primarily be a three-way, two-person race with three candidates and the race actually being between Audie and Cameron. And I can't wait to have all three of these gentlemen on and talk with them just the same as with any other candidate running in Delaware County or in Randolph County or anywhere else for that fact. It will be amazing. And that will be to their benefit because all of you that are listening everywhere, specifically those of you who live in the counties where these candidates are running, will be able to hear from them. It doesn't matter if they like me as a person. It doesn't matter if I like them as a person. It doesn't matter if I respect them or they respect me. Part of campaigning is talking to people that you won't normally talk to trying to convince them to vote for you. So you don't just spend your time talking to the people who you already know is going to vote for you. You know, it's like, I'm going to sign up to run for mayor and I'm just going to talk to my mom and my dad. You know, what good does that do? You got to get out in the world and you got to talk to everybody because if you win, you will be representing everyone and you will have to be able to communicate with everyone, not just those that voted for you, but everyone in the community even those that didn't vote for you, even those that don't particularly like or care about you, you are now representing everyone. And this is something that it seems is lost on the party chairman. And I was going to say that this was just a Randolph County thing, but then I thought, wait a minute. No, it's not. It's an everywhere thing. Ben Wells, the Republican chairman from Randolph County, is a lazy Republican chairman. He's ridiculous, and the true Republicans in the community, and I don't mean those handful of people that consider themselves elected officials and have the positions. I don't necessarily consider them Republicans. They're just people in those positions. Those people are not the Republicans that I'm talking about. I'm talking about the Republicans in the county, the good, hardworking people that care about their community, that care about their state, that care about their country, that get out and vote and want things to be better, and that need to start getting out more and voting and making a difference. Ben Wells doesn't represent them. Ben Wells is afraid of this podcast. Ben Wells does what he can to tell his quote-unquote Republicans to not talk to Christopher Bilbrey, to not be friends with Christopher Bilbrey, to not interview with Christopher Bilbrey. Don't go on his podcast. Don't listen to his podcast. Don't share his podcast. Don't watch his videos. Don't comment on his posts. And don't interact. And if you do, we're going to cut you off. If you do, we're going to try to stop you from running. If you do, you are going to be blackballed. And then beyond that, he sits around proud of himself because a majority of all the elected officials in the community 
Winchester, Randolph County, Union City, and beyond are Republicans, and he thinks that he's had something to do with that. He doesn't understand that most of these officials listing themselves as Republicans aren't really Republicans. They're not conservatives. I don't know what they are, but they're definitely not Republicans, and they're not conservatives. They just run as Republicans because they understand that the voters vote in Republicans. That's because the community tends to be a conservative community. That has nothing to do with Ben Wells. And so he spends his time trying to control candidates and trying to tell those people to not listen to me because he's afraid. He's afraid that people might actually catch on and that people might not stay under his control and that he might lose his control. I don't want to be party chairman of Randolph County, Ben, you can have that worthless title. You'll be just fine. Keep on thinking that you're doing something big, bad, and important, and, you know, we'll we'll do just fine with you in that position because it really doesn't matter anything, and you're not really affecting anything. Change is going to come, and it's going to come quickly. It might not be this election. I hope and pray it's this election, but people are waking up. And folks, don't get it twisted. I'm not just talking about the Republican chairman from Randolph County. Oh, no. I'm also talking about the Democrat chairman from Randolph County. Yep, we've talked about him before. Far-left Fred, Fred Davis, Fred the Dread. He it sounds like he's not going to be chairman for much longer, but he's afraid of this podcast as well. Fred is afraid of those who talk with me. Fred doesn't want you out there who vote in Randolph County listening to me. Fred doesn't want you thinking for yourself. Fred wants you to kiss his ring and to let him know how important he is. And Fred wants to be in control. Fred is no different than Ben. They could be co-chair of the same worthless Republican Democrat Party because none of it represents what the real people of Randolph County think and feel. And hold up, hold up. Maybe you think I'm talking about the party chairman of the Republican and Democrat parties from Randolph County, but everywhere else is good. No, 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 no. Folks, you're quite aware of my rants against 214, the Delaware County Democratic Central Committee. That is a joke. It's a criminal enterprise with Phil Nichols still trying to lead the way. How old? What is he? 200? years old. It's This dude is a vampire. He is a vampire that sucks the lifeblood out of good people who want to do good, who happen to just be part of the Democratic Party, and he breaks them down and over time turns them into his minions that do his bidding. And if you're not somebody that will do what Bill Nichols wants or what Allie Craycraft wants or what Mike White wants, if they can't control you, if you're not pledging your soul to Phil Nichols and the Democrat Central Committee, then they're not going to back you. They're not going to run you and they will do what they can to crush 
you because you know what they say. It's better to support and vote for a Republican than a Democrat you can't control. And that's like a 214 motto. And so these folks that are all involved with the leadership of the Democrat Party in Delaware County, the quote-unquote 214 party, are horrible people. They are absolutely corrupt. They are the ones that are involved with all aspects of the criminal and corrupt element that the FBI has been investigating for four years in Muncie. And all corruption and all criminal aspects of the current and former local government and many, many former local governments lead back to 214. Yes, there have been Republicans that have done whole amounts of craziness and have been involved in all sorts of nonsense, but all roads to corruption lead back some way, one form or another, to 214. There are inroads there that run directly to them, and it's these people that don't want their candidates or don't want people to hear from me. They go out of their way to trash me. They go out of their way to make people think that I'm the scary big bad wolf. I'm the bad guy. What? What? Listen, there was a meeting a while back, some several months ago in 2019, during the 2019 election, where they were talking about 214's PR problem, how they were going to get through this election. They had got through the primary election, and they were focusing on the November election, and they were talking about how bad their PR problem was. Nora Powell was involved, and of course she had the issues that she had going on, and they were trying to figure this out. And one of the attorneys there that's involved in the leadership was trying to talk with the folks, and someone actually said, well, you know that this party, that the Democrat Central Committee is under investigation with this federal investigation that's going on. And they said, no, we're not. They didn't think or didn't believe or couldn't believe or couldn't possibly think that 214 was under the microscope in the federal investigation into corruption locally. That's the problem. They've been involved with all of this dirt, with all of this crap and all of this nonsense for so long they think it's right, they think it's normal. And they can't believe that anybody would be looking at them, but yet they want to tell their people to not talk with me because I'm the bad guy. Let me tell you folks why I'm the bad guy. I'm the bad guy because I ask the questions. That's why Ben Wells doesn't want to communicate with me. That's why he doesn't want his quote-unquote Republican officials to communicate. That's why he doesn't want to help back Republicans who consider this show something that they listen to and who consider me a friend or someone that they, uh, they you know, know and associate with. That's why Fred Davis doesn't back anybody who I know or am friends with. That's why his relationship with my producers is the way that it is. 
Fred Davis looks at everything bad that's happened to the Democrat Party in Randolph County in the last several years to be because of Christopher Bilbrey. Not the fact that people were tired of Sean Byram and his crazy nonsense and Fred Davis's egomaniac type of behavior. Oh no, that can't be it. It's got to be Christopher Bilbrey. Then you get to 214, which the entirety of everyone anywhere has turned against. Even Democrats in Delaware County no longer want anything to do with 214. But yet, Ali Craycraft and Phil Nichols and Mike White think that I'm the big bad wolf. I don't think so. But look, folks, it's not just... It's not just Ben Wells, Republican chairman from Randolph County, and Fred the Dread from the Democratic Party in Randolph County, and whatever amalgamation of leadership 214 has in Delaware County. Oh, no. No, no. It's also Victor Whitehead from the Republican Party in Delaware County. Victor won't return my calls. Victor won't respond to my emails. Victor won't communicate with me on social media. And I'm sure Victor doesn't want his Republican candidates doing the same because he's afraid of questions. The people that bust my balls for asking questions of Dan Ridenour and the new administration, I've noticed, I have since noticed, and it's not just to me, anytime anyone anywhere on social media, on their own wall, on the Star Press, on any of the Muncie pages, on any of the Delaware County pages, anywhere, says even the slightest question towards the new Republican leadership in the city of Muncie and about the Republican leadership in Delaware County, there are all sorts of people that are dispatched to that post, to that thought, to that comment, to that video, and they're tasked with saying, oh no, it's only been 37 days, you gotta give them time to learn. It's it's the Delaware County Council members and Delaware County Commissioners have only had this much time, and look what they're doing, you gotta give them this time. Nobody's free to have any questions or thoughts if it goes different than that of the Republican leadership. Why is that? Why is it okay for me to question Democrats? You Republicans answer this. Why is it okay for me to question Democrats, but not okay to question Republicans? Specifically, when I'm questioning Republicans on transparency, on accountability, which is what they ran on. Don't run on that. Don't run on that if you can't be called out on it. I'm telling you, we have people running, running on the Republican ticket, and they're all the same people that have been all part of the current administration in the city and in the county, and it's the same group of people. We're starting to see all of the Republicans starting to all look alike the same way that the Democrats used to get power, and then all of the other Democrats that would rise to power looked like all of the other Democrats in power. That's the thing I have a problem with. I would like to see Republicans from all over the spectrum, different types of Republicans here, there, everywhere, not people that just fit into the mold of the party 
from the county. That might be the problem. Maybe we need to look at disbanding that. And all committees just kind of run central of themselves, maybe get help from the state, or, or restructure the county parties so that there's not such a monopoly on who can be what and how that's ran. Because Victor Whitehead... I'll tell you, right now, he's got to be riding a high because of all of these wonderful races that Republicans have won. But it's, in my opinion, not Victor's accomplishment. The Republicans that have currently won have won for a couple of reasons. They were good candidates with great support with shitty opponents. Let's say that again. You were good Republican candidates, not great, not great, not by a long shot, good Republican candidates with great support and horrible opponents. And so that's what the deal is with the last couple elections where Republicans have come out on top in Delaware County. It's been because of good candidates great support, and horrible opponents. It's not been because of some master plan that Victor Whitehead has laid out because he's some political genius. Don't get that twisted. You know, Indiana has been Republican forever. You know, that's just, that's what it is. And I know that the Democrats have been strong in Muncie and Delaware County for many, many years, but it's just all of this corruption and everything that's been happening, it's currently become the Republicans' time. Not to mention the fact that in 2019, more mayor's offices went to Republicans than Democrats. And so it's just become a Republican state of mind. And I love that. I'm a conservative. I'm a Republican. I think that's great. I love it. I'm happy. But those Republicans need to act like Republicans. They need to act like conservatives. And they need to be able to be transparent. And they need to be able to be held accountable. And if you get a Republican that is not transparent and that cannot be held accountable, then that's no different than a Democrat to me or another person or candidate that is no good that I want out of office. I don't care if you're Republican. I don't care if you're Democrat. I don't care if you're purple. I don't care. I don't care. Common sense working for the people, and doing the best for the community that you serve is my primary focus. I don't care what party that you wrote down on a sheet. And that's why I'm a bad guy. That's why they want to portray me as the lone crazy nut because I don't care about party. I consider myself a conservative because that's my beliefs. That doesn't mean I'm not going to support Democrats. I have supported and voted for Republicans. I have supported and voted for Democrats. And I have supported and voted for Libertarian and everything else my entire time I've ever voted in my entire life. And again, this year, currently already... I'm currently supporting three candidates in races in two counties, and that will increase as we continue along. But already out of the gate, the first day out of the gate, 
There are three candidates that I'm supporting, one of which is a Republican, and two are Democrats. Two of them happen to be in the same race with each other in Randolph County. Brent Halper is the Republican, and producer Kate Thornburg is the Democrat, and they're both running for the Middle District Commissioner seat. Brent will be taking on current incumbent Republican Michael Wickersham in May, and Brent will have every bit of my support. Then Kate, the Democrat, will take on whoever wins that race, whether it be Brent or whether it be Michael Wickersham, and she will have my support. And if it comes down to her or Brent, may the best candidate win. But if Wickersham beats Brent in May, then it'll be Kate and Wickersham in November, and Kate will have my full support to try to steamroll right over Wickersham. In Delaware County, I'm working for Democrat candidate Audie Barber, and he will be facing in the primary the 214 candidate Gary Campbell, fresh out of the bottom of the barrel, and Muncie Resist candidate Cameron Grubbs. Now, I have nothing negative to say about Cameron, and it'll be interesting getting to know him and his team, and hopefully he will interview right here so we can all get an understanding of who he is. But I know what's going to happen, the thing that's already been happening. All of these power-hungry, lazy, thinking that they're something party chairman, Republican chairman from Randolph County, Ben Wells, Democrat party chairman from Randolph County, Fred Davis, Democrat Party Chairman from Delaware County, Allie Craycraft, Phil Nichols, Mike White, and whatever the hell else is going on there, and Republican Chairman from Delaware County, Victor Whitehead, running around trying to keep their secrets in check, trying to make sure that real citizens that are voting and really want what's best for the community doesn't really know what's happening, and people aren't getting actual information, and they're trying to keep those that are in power that are underneath them or above them or whatever connection they have to them, the ones that have sold their souls to them, they're trying to keep them in place and they don't want people like you and me, the people who are living here, working here, playing here, the people who are wanting things to be better to know what's going on. So they're going to tell their people to steer clear of the folks that ask the questions. And the folks that ask the questions, well, they're the troublemakers. I mean, let's Andrew Pop. Let's talk about Andrew Pop for a second. All right. Andrew and I don't always agree. We've butted heads. Matter of fact, we disagree on almost every candidate currently running in this 2020 Delaware County race for this reason or that reason or his reason or my reason. But I have to hand it to him, right, wrong, or indifferent, he's standing up and asking a question, which is his right. And for those of you that sit back and bitch, what are you doing? Ty Morton. Ty Morton, other than owning the peach or whatever you do there, drinking there, what are you doing to better the community? I appreciate that you're a business owner and that you, you know, have a highfalutin life doing whatever you're doing around, but what are you doing? Where's your involvement with this? You know, what's going on with Paula Shockley, Mama Shockley? You have a lot to say behind a keyboard. But where are you at with actually getting your hands in the dirt and doing the work? 
putting in the work. Those that like to bitch for those of us that are asking the questions and putting ourselves out here, what are you doing? If you want to make me the bad guy, if Ben Wells wants to make me the bad guy, if Victor Whitehead wants to make me the bad guy, if Mike White, Phil Nichols, and Fred Davis want to make me the bad guy, I will be that bad guy. I can wear that cape. I can carry that banner. But I'm only doing what's right, and I'm speaking to you that's listening right now and saying, this is what happens every freaking election. They say, oh, he's just negative. No, I'm not. Go back and listen to the video that I just made about the Winchester City Council meeting. You know, I was leery of those people, but they did a good job, so I praised them. When Dan does good job, I praise him. When an official does a good thing, I will praise that official. But right now, there's still a lot left up in the air. We have rid ourselves of the administration that the corruption centered around. We have rid ourselves of the leaders that were tied to the corruption and tied to the party of corruption. We have the new administration in place in Muncie, and there are still a lot of questions And the only thing that I'm hearing is, well, you're an asshole for asking those questions. And I'm going to say, okay, yeah, maybe you're right. But that doesn't mean I'm going to stop asking the questions. Does that mean I should stop asking the questions? Does that mean you don't want to know the truth? Does that mean transparency and accountability really doesn't mean anything when someone runs on it? So when people start preaching that during this election season, I want you to listen for those people that say that. And then the question has to be to them, are you going to run on the same transparency and accountability that everyone did last year? Because they didn't really mean it. They've been in office 37 days. Why does it take, does it take 45 days for the transparency to kick in? Does it take 57 days For accountability to set in and for us to be able to expect it? Does it take the first year to be able to answer a question, to be able to respond to an email, to be able to pick up the phone when somebody calls? What does it take? Let me ask this. Let's start with this. We'll stop asking questions. You tell me when I can start asking questions again. Is the answer I can't ever start asking questions until the Democrats are back in control? Because I feel like that's the answer. I feel like I'm going to be the bad guy asking the hard questions, the questions that you might not care about, I understand, because I'm going to be asking them of the people who you wave your flag for. And I just want to know, why do you get to say that I can't do that? Who are you to say that? You can like the people that you like, and you can think the way that you think, and you can praise them even when there are things to be asked. You can say they're doing a wonderful job even when there are things on the table that need to be figured out, that need to be sorted. You can tell them how wonderful they're doing and think that those of us that are wanting to know what's going on are bad. But 
that doesn't negate us from being able to ask the questions, and that's not certainly going to stop me from asking them. I just want to know when we can continue on with holding government accountable. I'm not saying it's bad and corrupt and the same. I'm just saying there are questions. Just because a new administration is in charge doesn't mean questions end. Look, I know that this new mayor and the new administration and the new department heads and the council walked into a mess. I understand there's a lot of confusion going on. There was a lot of turmoil because of the FBI investigation and because of the corruption and everything going on. And I understand there's a learning curve. But that doesn't mean business as usual stops. It just means for a minute, it's like you're drinking water from a fire hose. And that's part of being a leader. It's tough sometimes, but I have confidence in you. And I want you to do the very level best that you can do. And I feel that for the majority, these new officials are going to do well. But that doesn't mean there haven't been some slip-ups, some fouls, some fumbles. And when that happens, I'm going to be here to ask those questions. And you can look at me as being someone that's negative, or you can look at me as being somebody that's just realistic, and that somebody has to do what I'm doing. And until everyone gets out of the honeymoon stage... Apparently, no one else is going to do it. Time will tell. You're listening to the 77th episode of Perception is Reality. I'm Christopher H. Bilbrey. We'll be right back. Perception. Perception is reality. Reality. Perception is reality. Reality. All right, folks, don't forget to share the show or I will huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your door in. In all seriousness, we can be found on all major podcast hosting sites as well as the home link at perception.fireside.com. FM. Tell your loved ones, tell your friends. But beyond that, remember, it's election time. That means we have candidates to vet, folks, and that is very important. Stay active, stay involved, and don't forget it takes you to better government through your citizen involvement. Until next time, stay safe, God bless, and I'll look forward to talking to you again real soon. You've been listening to Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. Bilbrey. Tune in, like, and subscribe at perception.fireside.fm. Hook up on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Bilbrey318 and on Twitter at PISRBilbrey. Email khbilbrey at gmail.com or get off your butt and call the show at 765 546 9796. Till next time, remember, perception, perception is, is reality. Reality. This has been Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey, where we aim for better government through citizen involvement.